FM Rewind. Bow eighty eight point one. Area code. On the line, we are joined um, by the SC Director and Head of Projects at Accountability Now, Advocate Paul Hoffman, to talk to us more about the South African Constitution. Um, good morning, Advocate. Thank you so much for taking the time to speak to us. Welcome to Area Code. Um, the Constitution in South Africa is regarded one of the best in the country. Why could that be? One of the best in the world. In the world, indeed. (laughs) Uh, Well, you must remember that before uh, 1994, when we had our first free and fair elections in South Africa, the country was a parliamentary sovereignty, and it was run by a tricameral parliament consisting of three houses, the white the uh, colored and the Indian house, and there was an imaginary idea that all black people in South Africa should exercise their political rights in homelands. And that system of parliamentary sovereignty of a kind was replaced by the uh, negotiations that preceded, and indeed, as you mentioned in your intro, by the activities of the the great and the good, the wise, the political parties active at the time in South Africa, Mm. who came to the conclusion that parliamentary sovereignty is not on and that we should have in our country a supreme constitution under the rule of law so that we would not in the future uh, suffer the sort of depredations that we suffered while under the... uh, spell of apartheid, the evil spell of apartheid. So the people coming to the table in the negotiations that gave rise to a supreme constitution were in essence the liberation movements led by the ANC and the uh, National Party and its government in South Africa pre-liberation. And the deal that was struck there is not what the uh, what, what the old South African government wanted, and it's not what the ANC and others uh, uh, attracted by revolutionary ideology wanted. It was a compromise that everybody decided was a better idea than fighting on over the future of South Africa. And mm. that compromise, creating a supreme constitution, and obliging people in political office to be true to the Constitution, invalidating anything that they do or any laws that they pass that are not consistent with the Constitution is why we enjoy a better life in South Africa today than was the case before 1994. Well, I like the fact that you're talking about um, us enjoying a better South Africa. We are heading to elections come this year, even though the date has not been set as yet. But there are a lot of people who feel that their rights are infringed upon. And there's so many things that are going wrong that are going wrong in the country as well. For example, within the Constitution, it speaks of um, the right to health care. Some people are still struggling to have health care in certain areas. And yes, we can say that Rome is not built in a day, but it's 30 years plus later. What does that yes. mean no, for I, us? I think uh, your, your, your point is well made. And what we the, the starting point with this is that one of the innovations, one of the new things 
that was developed in our Constitution is a Bill of Rights. Yes. Our Bill of Rights is Section 2, uh, Chapter 2, sorry, of the Constitution, in which Section 7 says in terms that the state must respect, protect, promote, and fulfill all of the rights guaranteed to all in the Bill of Rights. And that includes health care, food, water, education, housing, life, all of mm. it. It's actually one of the most wonderful bills of rights in the world. And it is the blueprint for the new South Africa. The problem is that it is not taken seriously enough by those in positions of power in politics. Those in authority have chosen to take a path that does not uh, prioritize the delivery of rights, the delivery of services. And as a consequence of that, many people feel that the promises of the New South Africa have not been fulfilled by the politicians in control. And the answer to that uh, conundrum is that either you sue if there's a particular right that you would uh, like to see realized that hasn't been realized, or you vote for a party in the upcoming election, which you believe is committed to the Constitution in a genuine way and is uh, prepared to deliver services better than has been the case up to now. You're speaking of suing. Um, how does one then sue? What processes do they take? And also, who am I suing? Am I suing a department? Am I suing a municipality? Because sometimes it's at municipal level, sometimes it's at um, departmental level. Yes, it, it will depend on the particular right that you are seeking to assert. For example, the rail commuters in uh, Cape Town sued the government and Metro Rail because their safety was not being properly looked after and they won and they got an order from the Constitutional Court saying that it is Metro Rail's responsibility to ensure the safety of rail passengers not necessarily the police because the police and Metro Rail were each saying that the other had that job. Uh, the, the treatment action campaign sued the health authorities because uh, antiretrovirals were not being rolled out as they could be rolled out uh, to deal with the, uh, the HIV-AIDS scourge back in the day. And that was also successful public interest litigation. You choose your, your um, defendant or respondent in any particular human rights case that you assert and the rail commuters were asserting their right to life, their right to safety and security, bodily integrity, psychological integrity. The, uh, the uh, treatment action campaign was asserting the right to proper health care and both won the cases. So those are examples of the uh, sort of litigation in the public interest that is possible if you are uh, serious about getting your uh, human rights delivered as they should be. But of course, if you vote for a party that is um, devoted to delivering human rights, then you don't have the problem that uh, um, 
the service delivery and the rolling out of the human rights is unnecessarily delayed. Mm. Can we talk about um, the establishment of a, par- a parliament and also um, the processes of electing a, pro- a president as well? For us as South Africans, what does that mean? And for young people as well? Yes, our parliament is the, um, uh, the National Assembly and the National Council of Provinces. And the um, each province has its own parliament as well. So there are provincial parliaments. And the elections for the provincial parliaments and the national parliament take place at the same time. And uh, we will be presented on on, uh, election day with a long list of uh, parties and independent candidates too who who want our vote. And we put the X next to the party or the independent candidate of our choice. And those who get the 400 who get the most votes get to Parliament. The President is chosen by Parliament at its first sitting after the election day and uh, the person who gets the majority of the votes of the 400 members of Parliament then leaves Parliament and becomes the President who is the head of state and the head of the National Executive. He or she then uh, selects the cabinet, the national cabinet, where the ministers of state take responsibility for their various portfolios as uh, divided up by the president. Mm -hmm. Is there a way in which, um, I mean, they keep amending certain things in parliament. Can the constitution be amended as well? Is it allowed to? And what are the processes? Yeah, the, the, uh, the process for amending the basics of uh, the Constitution, the really important core elements, is that a 75% majority is required. If you are trying to amend laws in relation to Chapter 9 institutions, for example, you need to have a two-thirds majority, not a not a 75% majority. So the Constitution is entrenched. It's protected from being changed, but it can be changed if everybody wants to change it. Mm. There's enough people to change it. Thank you so much for your time, advocates, and thank you for giving us all that insight. Um, may you have a blessed day. Let me give you a quick advert. All right. There's a, there's a handbook <laughs> called Know Your Rights, Claim Your Rights, which is available for free download on the Accountability Now website, which is accountabilitynow.org.za. If anybody is interested in their rights and claiming their rights, that little handbook uh, will, will be of use to them. He said um, the website is again accountability? Accountabilitynow.org.za Thank you so much for your time. You're welcome. Thank you for the opportunity. His name is Advocate Paul Hoffman. He is the SC Director and Head of Projects at Accountability Now. So go ahead, download that book, go to accountabilitynow.org. Also, you can find this particular um, interview uploaded on our website on www.vifem.co.za. Look at your time right now. Let me give you a quick advert. All right. There's There's a handbook called Know Your Rights, Claim Your Rights which is available for free download on the 
Accountability Now website, which is accountabilitynow.org.za. If anybody is interested in their rights and claiming their rights, that little handbook uh, will, will be of use to them. You said um, the website is again accountability? Accountabilitynow.org.za. Thank you so much for your time. You're welcome. Thank you for the opportunity. His name is Advocate Paul Hoffman. He is the SC Director and Head of Projects at Accountability Now. Area Code. FM Rewind. File 88.1.